Welcome to this episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today I have with me Stephanie Jacobi. She's a security specialist at SBA Research. She's also the co-founder of the sec for Dev conference. She's a woman in tech, passionate about cybersecurity, and a speaker and moderator. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Ronka. Stephanie, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, let's kick it off with you telling me a little bit about yourself, about your background, about who you are, please. Um, I live in Vienna. I have two kids, both of them are in school now, and I love mountains and hiking and the freedom when you stand at the top of a mountain. Very nice. So you have two kids and they're at school, which means you are one of those women who had to juggle uh, both family and kids and everything throughout the past few months during the pandemic, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you became a woman in tech. So uh, what is your background in education? What did you do? What kind of school did you go to? Did you go to university and all these little details? So I um, started I um, in actually I had an education for um catering and cooking so it's called in, in austria um and from the start i think it was the second semester first class i just wanted to change class uh, change change school school and doing something um more logical math related but i stayed all the five years and afterwards i started at um, f hagenberg and i started software engineering and I was so glad to to be there. And the first week was just incredible. And seeing so many types of logic, learning new languages, which I do understand. And I'm definitely not a language person. So I always struggled with English and French, but Tour Pascal was something totally different. <laughs> and I loved it. So um, yes, it's a couple of years ago. So I started software engineering. And then I, I did a lot of internships and I started at SBA Research and I stayed there till now, so 11 years now. And a couple of years ago, I did my I started my master's in information security management, which um, put all the security things I learned or I saw at, um, at work together to a big picture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, and HBLA is a very, very uh, female kind of education here in Austria. There's a lot of women who have this background where they learn how to run a household, how to cook, how to sew. So that's a very, very big um, discrepancy between that and what you're doing now. And it would interest me, since you said it didn't interest you from the beginning, why did you choose going there or were you made to go there? Was it suggested that you do that? That's, um, yeah, tell me a bit. Yeah. Honestly, my parents chose it, so, <laughs> and I'm uh, um, I'm born in November, so I always was one of the older ones, mm -hmm. and I just didn't wanted to lose a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, now I probably it would have to pass to to switch school, but I stayed. Yeah, and I always loved math, so I think I was the only one who um, finished in or had a, I don't know, how do you call it, at um, Abitur? I had mm -hmm. one um, in math, 
-hmm. and I loved it. And it was just so much fun. <laughs> so that that's so interesting. I mean, I, I assumed that your parents um, recommended that you you choose this school. Obviously, that's not, from what you are telling me, it's not something you would have chosen. And that brings me to the question: What is your family like? Do you have brothers and sisters? What do your parents do? I have a little brother, and he went to um, uh, HTL, mm -hmm. so for Maschinenbau uh, English mm -hmm. um, Robotics, I think. Um, and my my dad is actually an architect, or he studied something um, like architecture, and my mom is a social worker. So mm -hmm. I have something from both of them because that's what I love at my about my job as well. That you can it's logic. Mm -hmm. And also at the same time, communication, bringing people together, bringing them on the same page and, and bringing forward and mm -hmm. making an impact. So I honestly have no idea why my parents chose that. But now being a parent, I have to admit it's very, and I mean, my kids are, my daughter is nine. So we have mm -hmm. to choose the next school next year, but it's not that big of a step. Um, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> to find the right school and and for for your kids so i mean they did their best but mm -hmm. i ended up where i wanted to be so yeah that's a good uh the good thing about the whole thing that the journey took you where you're supposed to be that's so true. um those habelas they're very very uh female schools usually there aren't a lot of men there and i assume that changed when you moved to the fh hagenberg it was not just the topic that changed i guess it was also the ballot the gender balance that changed when you went there right it did it did and one good thing is that i had um we had um machine typing mm -hmm. um which is good now and i also did this um ecls ecls this mm -hmm. um Uh, where you learn a lot about um, Microsoft Office, basically, mm -hmm. but it helped afterwards to just can work with the tools. And I mean, you need, you need it. You can you code, but you have to write um, your your exercises. Then you put it into Word, and you have to use Excel and stuff like that. So that wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, and the the gender gap switched, and it was so nice and so fine to have finally not so many women around i have to admit um but a friend of mine she asked me the same question a similar question last week um i think when you i didn't for me it was not that big of a difference to have um so many men colleagues or students around me because we were there for the same reason. So it was not the gender. What was important, it was that we all loved coding and being there and learning something about programming and databases and implementing stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's somehow, yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So you, you said two things, basically. Not everything that you learned in the Abela was for nothing, obviously. I mean, of course, there's a lot of stuff that you learned. I have some friends who also went to the school and I, I always envy them because they actually know to do certain things and that I don't <laughs> like probably cut an onion. Um, but there's also other stuff that you learned that, are, that you could use afterwards when you went uh, to the uh, Fachhochschule, yeah. right? So that, that's a, a good thing to understand that it's not necessarily um, a waste of time to go to another school, you can learn some skills that you can yeah. later apply to, to where you're going and, and also um, I think it's really 
great that you say that it didn't make a difference that there were so many men that you were um you have this common ground of, of being in love with coding so this means that that uh, you did not feel out of place going to to the this school right i mean it was a huge switch from mm -hmm. being having one one guy in in the class and then being i think we were 45 um, students and seven um, women mm -hmm. but it was fine mm -hmm. so for me it doesn't make really a difference but i what i found was interesting that um i think especially in dit and development that then sometimes when you have this huge group of of men and some some women that the women want to adapt so they also like try to wear the same things and jeans and hoodies and and big shirts and stuff like that mm -hmm. but that wasn't what i experienced so it's also fine to be you and be women and studying software engineering or something like technical you don't have to to change the outside who you are mm -hmm. so you don't have to lose your identity to be part of of it no. is what you're saying no. that's really encouraging especially for those who are uh, watching the field from the outside um tell me a little bit about the fachhochschule because i went to university i don't have a clear mm -hmm. what is the the studies on a fachhochschule like um i mean you have the big difference is you have a clear schedule so you have your schedule and you have to be through within three or four years you can repeat uh, um, two semesters but that's the time you have you don't have more time than that but um, i realized that i need that tough schedule and i think it was also for me it was the best because i learned from scratch i, I wasn't I didn't I mean, the hello world in in was was not the first lines of code I ever ever wrote mm -hmm. and um, I mean I had HTML um, at HBLA but honestly HTML is not coding so it doesn't really count um, yes you have to strict uh, and you they also I think it's positive the positive thing is that you have um, this you have a group you have your class mm -hmm. and um, that is what stays with you your whole life and you have more like this identification with with the school so when i i meet um, people now which also went to to effa hagenberg um there's immediately some some basic grounds because mm -hmm. i mean of, of the school and it's really it's in up austria mm -hmm. in with nothing around on a tiny hill so you you have to know each other and you had the same struggles and not finding something to it on Sunday, for example. Um, but I think that's the difference um, between university and uh, the Fachhochschule. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think it's it's a question of community. Uh, university yeah. is more dispersed and there you have this group of people where you work with. I assume that you had to move close to Hagenberg as well and, and you stayed yeah. somewhere close to the campus, which gives you a completely different experience yeah. than going to university uh-huh well that's and that it, sounds amazing actually <laughs> and i think it depends on the people because someone is is good in um structuring the time on their own and learning and for me it was it i studied afterwards at tu wien um for a short term but um i realized that the fachhochschule is more something for me and i think mm -hmm. there are just different types of people so you have to find just the type you learn best yeah uh, it's definitely easier on the Fachhochschule when because you have 
a group of people so you have someone to learn with to yeah. um to do the homework with and you don't have to like find maybe find them like at university yeah i i can relate to that because i uh I went to university and I had all these problems of self learning how to self structure I did not have a community I came from Nigeria I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any learning groups and, and it took me way longer than it would have if I had, um, you know, all these structure around mm -hmm. there and a clear idea of, of how to address all these these things so yeah definitely it is a certain character and also certain circumstances that will let you thrive yeah. at university and, and it's not easy and I do actually. Uh, feel for everyone who starts because it's it's uh, it's a big big uh, change in your life. It is. It is. Yeah. So cool. So then you were done with the uh, the Fachhochschule and yeah. and how did you um, land at SBA research? Did you just go and 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 um, apply for jobs or? Um, no, actually, I um, I had a friend at the Red Cross uh, where I was um, a paramedic and he worked at SBA and I was looking for an internship because I for I think three months because afterwards I went to Australia for seven months and yeah that's why I started there and I loved it so much that I came back uh -huh. I just wanted to add something because I, I totally mm -hmm. forgot before um you asked how I ended up at um software engineering yeah <laughs> um by accident. by accident um I thought about maybe studying math or um, something related. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my ex-boyfriend went to that Fachhochschule um, and he liked it so much that I thought, yeah, why not? Let's give it a try. And that's how I ended up. And I have to be honest, a lot of women I talked to, which are in IT, ended up there by accident. Yes. And it does make sense because if you are not, if you don't grow up within that sphere, you have no clue that this even yeah. exists or what exists. So having someone like your ex-boyfriend who, who does something before you and enjoys it and gives you a glimpse of that world can yeah. entice you to actually join. And before that, you would not have known. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and um, which brings me to something that I just remembered because you are obviously working on bringing more women in tech and making tech more visible. Um, you did this very interesting um, survey. Uh, mm -hmm. We are not aliens. Would you like to yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm yeah, I'm happy to. Mm -hmm. So we had um, at the beginning of the year, we had a conference and we uh, tried out the first time a women's session. And there you could add, you could um, write us a text um, to, by, at the registration. What you like, um, what you're interested in, and what you would like to hear at at the session and we got a lot of response and also a lot of response like how do we get more women into it and i was shocked and curious at the same time because all these were all women applying for registering for for the session they wanted to know how to get more of us into it so um i was sitting on the couch and at an evening and it was i think three days before uh, International Women's Day, and I thought, yeah, like, why not? Let's try um, doing my first survey, <laughs> and it kicked off. So, um, yeah, I'm fasc still fascinated about um, how it worked out. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to, or I did, collect quest or stories of women in IT. How did? What was the first contact like, and where was it? Um, the usual like what tips would you give a 15 year old um also what do you love you most about your job um then networks 
because I was curious about the whole network thing and um, the job title because I wanted to just show women and girls how diverse these job titles are and what you can do in, in IT. It's so broad. I think for me, it's the broadest field you can work in because you have so many options and so many ways you can go. And it doesn't mean when you start here that you end up like on the road here. You can you can take turns. And that's what I love about it. And that's what I realized love the other women love about it as well. Mm -hmm. And I really like I was sitting <laughs> also at the couch reading the first answers. I got goosebumps and then I realized what I do love so much about the IT it was it was fascinating. Yeah, um, that would have been one of my next questions. What do you love about your job? So what do I love about my job? Um, I have a lot of freedom, I have to admit. Um, and I one part is that um, I work at a research center. So I try to bring together like the researchers with their proposals and their research projects with companies because that's what you need to get a funding. And it's not that easy because research for a researcher means something different than research for a company. Mm -hmm. So a company wants to have a prototype afterwards, but that's now really like it works because um, the result of a research project most of the time is a prototype about three to five years before before it can get go to market um, and they're finding ways how to to still work together because research kind of needs the real world problems mm -hmm. and um, finding companies who are like innovative enough to see the potential so that's one one part of my job and i really do like that and um what else do I do? <laughs> At the moment, a lot of uh, women in IT. So trying to raise questions, um, trying to bring people together. I think that's what I love most. And it's more, yeah, I think it doesn't matter what the topic is. I'm, I always see myself at this um, communication mid-level to mm -hmm. communicate between the end user, the user and the developer when you see this from the developer side. So, I think that's what I, I like and I think it I'm I'm quite good at it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um I know that you're also passionate about security and yeah. you're the co-founder of the security for dev uh, conference. Um how does that um play into the whole job role? I mean security is a big part of of who we are at SBA. Mm -hmm. And we are a research center as I said and um it's it's our responsibility um to uh do knowledge transfer and raise awareness because i mean we are in a digital world and it's coming more and more digital but it doesn't work when you don't when you don't um think about security i mean you know that it's um that's one part so security awareness is a is a is very important for us mm -hmm. and because we see the problems and we know um where the data leaks are and where the problems are and where these design problems are for example and yeah, it's like for that, it was also more like a kind of accident because mm -hmm. we went to, we had a talk at a conference, um, at a big one, um, and helped us. We hosted a security track, so half day. And I was impressed how many people were there. So there were so many people there that I thought, yeah, let's do a whole conference about it. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it was a good choice. And then we, it was, 
um, some some colleagues um, joined the project and we kind of the project team found each other and it's now it's mm -hmm. our baby mm -hmm. of all of us yeah <laughs> and makes absolute sense as well i mean security is such a big topic at the moment and i can understand why so many people came to that half day track <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm also a great, uh, um, not fan of security, but very interested in security. And, and I, I appreciate that um, you're doing your, your part of making it more, making people more aware of the whole yeah. topic, because the only way we can actually increase security is bringing everybody yeah. on to the table and make them, making them aware that what yeah. their part in the whole story yeah. is. And we try to like increase or even eliminate the barriers. So I know that a lot of people or developers, whether they're not interested in, mm -hmm. in it or they're afraid um, or something in between. So we are really trying to um, showing them that it's 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 not hard to start. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, you know that curve when you go to the development um, or time that when you think security beginning, it's mm -hmm. not that much of a cost and when you at the end of the development yeah. getting expand expansionally um high mm -hmm. so we are normally here so we are doing the pen testing mm -hmm. um and a colleague of mine he's also in the sec for dev team he was i think last year it was his and he's at the company for 10 years now um he had one of his first projects where he joined at the beginning of the or at the at the um architectural phase of the project and he was so happy <laughs> and i think it's uh yeah 2029 that can't be i mean why mm -hmm. and what we also really like and enjoy about the conferences we have some companies where just nearly the whole dev team came so we have from the trainees till um the seniors and the architects and the team leads and the security um, people so we have all of them there because for them it's like that everyone here is the same mm -hmm. speaking afterwards more or less the same language and also having an, a social event together so that's what we love to see yeah that sounds perfect and and it's totally true when you already um start thinking about security in the beginning it's cheaper than yes. when you have to change stuff at the end and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So yesterday I talked to your friend and the funny thing, it's it's kind of dissimilar when you think about health, when you invest in your health at the beginning or just during the year all the time and you just you um, you you think or you try to exercise and eat health more or less healthy and, and do your doctor's appointment. It's not mm -hmm. that much of an effort, but when it, something went wrong, it's going yeah. like yeah. that. Very true. And it's the same. Yeah, it's a very good metaphor. If, if you have to fix something, it's always more yeah. expensive and more hard than if you just yeah. um, don't um, let it run out of uh, out of course uh, from yeah, the beginning. Sure. Yeah, sure. so that that's a good picture there. Yeah. Um, talking of things going wrong, is there anything um, you struggled with during your journey, or was it just uh, smooth sailing? I mean. Uh, <laughs> good question. Good question. Um, yes, at my my first project, or I think what it was one of one of the first projects, we were a very very small dev team, um, and I did struggle with my colleague back then. Um, it was 
I think a cultural thing. And he was this kind of deaf who went had he had a problem or one one use case and he went tall into deep. Mm. And I tried to have the big picture in mind and the project schedule and stuff like that. And um then these roles developed that I tried to do the project management and he's more of the backend dev mm -hmm. um, lead. But um, yeah, didn't he didn't took it well. Yeah, I think that that reflects on what um, I see as one of the differences uh, also between men and women, because women try to communicate first before they start doing something and mm -hmm. men tend to just dive in and, and you know, right into the middle of everything and, and start solving the problem, which is, in my opinion, not useful in modern IT. I yep. think um, that is the reason why women are so good at IT, because they understand that communication comes mm -hmm. first before actually doing any coding or whatever. But that's um, a very specific topic about, um, I think, and it's also true for for most um, things nowadays. You, you, mm -hmm. there, no single person can actually solve a problem anymore so you have to be able to work with other people communicate effectively so yeah i can imagine. or maybe take mm -hmm. your time it mean it doesn't change anything if you take one or two hours before just starting and taking exactly. a close look at the problem taking mm -hmm. a look from different angles and then um yeah. yeah agreeing on on one on one way to go or one way to trying to out and then yeah, yeah just starting very true um, and now comes the usual question, which you probably anticipated, and that is your recommendations for young women who want to um, come into the field or who want to switch into the field. The most often was, uh, answer I got at the survey, and I just can't only like underline multiple times, just do it. Mm -hmm. Don't anyone let tell you that you're not capable because you're a woman or because you're not techy enough mm -hmm. to just try it out try it out and you can't break anything you can't yeah. do with the internet just try it out and click on every button and and just see what happens and what i love about the current um time is i mean it's it's maybe not that easy to find out what you really want to do but mm -hmm. there's so many options to trying it out so there free courses for coding, um, free hackathons. Um, there are a lot of networks where you maybe find um, girls and women who are in a similar position or having the similar interests. Um, and use LinkedIn, use LinkedIn and just try to find people who are like-minded and ask them, mm -hmm. not being afraid to ask, always ask and talk about it. Because yeah. we, when you talk about it, and we chat, you you don't have to know the people. You're at the party, and you're talking to someone, and you're telling them because most of the time, much easier when you don't know the people. Um, uh, telling them what you're interested in, or what you saw, what you read, and what you find cool. Um, the possibility that that person can recommend you some contacts to talk to is very high. Yeah. Yes. Um, very very good points. Do it. It's the first one. Yes, internet don't. is your friend. There's so yes. much to learn there and network and don't be afraid to yeah. ask. I think that that's 
those are the most important points. And I have also heard most of those things uh, yeah. during my interviews because, and, and I under I would underline every single one of them. Yeah. It's, it's so important to understand that nobody is the boss of you. And um, if you want to do something, you can just do it. And yeah. even if you fail, it doesn't matter. It's your life and you can get up and try something else. I think that's the other thing. You don't have to be successful immediately. You don't have to know everything immediately. So and you're definitely going to learn something from, from that, yeah. even if you fail. True. And also the part like don't be afraid to ask that's also one of um one of the things i remind myself in my daily um daily work as well so if i need some help it doesn't matter if it's maybe personal mm -hmm. or if it's a um, also business related I just call the people and ask and yes. be straight front and say if you can't help me please just say so it's totally fine but i had to try mm -hmm. and nobody's mad at you so yeah very true and uh, the whole issue of self-rejection you know saying no to yourself before you even asked is a big one yeah you know? because you, yeah i think people underestimate how helpful everyone really is yeah. you know just and, and what can go wrong if they say no yeah. they say no maybe someone else will say yes yeah and if you do it with a smile and be honest it's much much easier <laughs> yeah true <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. Uh, thank you for all your insights and your stories, Stephanie. Um, if, is there anything else you would like to share with our viewers? Or I had one, but I forgot. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. Um, maybe you'll remember and you send me a note and I can put it in, uh, in the description under the video. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably the network. Yeah. Uh, last story about the networking. Oh yeah, please. Um, my last um, probably nine to ten years, um, I didn't understood the meaning of networks and especially female networks, and I didn't want mm -hmm. to go there. Um, but um, till I did the survey and and um, put a lot of time into the whole woman in IT um, topic, I realized mm -hmm. how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've, there are so many out there. So at my survey, I found 68 different um, networks about IT. So mm -hmm. it's from coding to data science to just networking to STEM. So there are so many out there. Mm -hmm. um, and you just have to find the one with, with, which fits you. But mm -hmm. if you have found them, um, they're very, very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree. And the last um, like 14 months have been like a mecca of online <laughs> networking with all these yes. teams. And I also met so many new women and it's so important. I think we underestimate what a network, good yeah. network can do for you. Yeah. I mean, we, yes. we had a net, uh, kind yeah, of network. We met through a network. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you and bye bye. Thank you. Have a nice day.